Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Saul's Life with your host, that's me, Saul. And like I mentioned before, a couple weeks ago, I wanted to try to be consistent with giving you guys some content because I have nothing else to do. And that's what I'm trying to do. So yeah, this is the second brand new episode of this week of Saul's Life. And uh, I'm going to give you guys all a fair warning. Um, you know, if you if you don't want to hear it, you know, you can turn it off right now. I suggest that everybody listen to this because I think it's going to be a pretty healthy uh discussion and a pretty healthy conversation that we're going to have. It is a race show. We will be talking about race. Oh, the R word. Oh my goodness. Everybody's so scared to talk about it. Well, we just had a African-American arm, unarmed man in Minneapolis, Minnesota, George Floyd, uh, killed by a police officer. Uh, we did have Joe Biden say some stupid shit like, uh, what is it? If you don't vote for him, then you're not black. Um, and we also had Central Park Karen and we actually, I mean, that's scary. That video is just as scary to see as the George Floyd video. I hope you guys realize that. So when I come back, uh, we will be talking with a prestigious guest of mine that I love bringing on. He's, uh, become somewhat of a regular and it is uh, none other than Ross. And I value his opinion. I think you guys should really listen to the things he says, too. I mean, he's an educated man. Uh, and the reason I have him on here all the time, especially when we talk about uh, political uh, subjects, uh, my man is a poli-sci degree from St. John's University uh, over in New York City. So, you know, it's just different points of view to look at things from. And I think we could all learn from each other. So when I come back, without any further ado, it'll be uh, yours truly, and it'll be Ross as well. And we'll be talking about um, those things that I just said and race. So just letting you guys know, it's adult conversations. Be back. I'd like to welcome everybody back to this brand new episode of Saul's Life. And like I mentioned earlier in the intro there, I was going to bring uh, my prestigious guest along here. And it is none other than my main man, Ross. Ross, welcome back to the show. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right, my brother. How you doing today? So, well, tonight, this evening. <laughs> yeah, this evening. Um, now nah, I'm chilling, man. Same old, same old. Um, nothing, nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> living the quarantine life yeah living the quarantine life uh, you got you got your chilean malbec on that no the malbec so i, I already i finished that off already so I've, I've got i've got the old uh the old trusty sidekick bowl over here so we're <laughs> you, you gotta re-up on the malbec sign what's that you gotta re-up on the malbec son be the most yeah. big man in the world no, I, I'll think. I'll think about it, man. I gotta. I gotta go to that store. Um, I got it at the Spanish grocery store, so it, it, it was pretty good. Hold on, you got the Malbec at La Placita? No, bro. There's um, man, what is it? There's a uh, Presidente. Yes, Presidente say no more. Say no more. They got one in the Kissimmee too. Yes, there's one right by um, right by my gym. So. 
when everything, bro, I'm telling you, when everything, when everybody ran out of everything and everybody was panic buying, that place opened up and nobody went there. they had everything i'm like all right this is perfect i I don't know if people just you know i mean the language barrier or what but you know it's the same it's the same brand (laughs) at every other store (laughs) i I don't i don't understand what 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 the difference was there is none there is none they're just not going in there yeah man it was uh it was too funny but um yeah, how, how, how's your week been, man? What, what's been going on? Yo, ain't nothing. Um, my son is pretty much done with the garden, so he's a... He's a oh, that's big. That's a big deal. He's, he's a big boy. Um, dang, daughter. Daughter turned 18 on Monday. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah happy, uh, happy late birthday, Amaya. Yeah, wow. so she's 18 now. We got We got that running around the house. <laughs> Listen. Listen. I'm, I'm still I'm still like reeling off from all of that. But um yeah man, just just chilling, you know. Um me and the wife holding it down. We out here working I'm working from home. She's at the hospital, you know. We just that's it, man. Watching <laughs> I'm uh I'm you know, I'm I'm a little uh, I'm listening a little more to to like various things on YouTube. Um, I actually got a chance to uh to watch. did you see Joe Biden's interview on the Breakfast Club, man? Bro, all right. So we <laughs> we're yeah, let's all right. So we're gonna Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going in. I'm like going I, in. I, I got some yeah, things. All right. So I I um I went ahead and, and prefaced everybody in the intro before that. Give them a warning, it's gonna be a race show. You know how people get uncomfortable talking about race and stuff all the time. Um, so, you know, just to, just to let them know, this is going to be a no holds barred. So we we going in, you know, tonight for the most part. But um, I did not catch. I, I, I saw that clip. I saw him. I saw what he said. I saw, you know, I saw what happened. I don't know how. Uh, I, I mean, I don't even know why he went there. All but, right. But, so. Go ahead. Let me hear what you. Yeah, what do what do you have to say? So, I mean, I've I watched it. I watch it. I think I think you're very aware about how I feel about the whole democratic field during this election. Won't get into that. That's a whole another show into itself. Um, Well, but full disclosure, full disclosure. I'm I'm actually um I'm actually a closeted fan of the Breakfast Club. Oh, see. You know, and you know how I feel. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. I know how you feel. You but know how I feel about that breakfast, club. man. I, I, uh, I can't. All right, so, so I'm gonna be full disclosure with with the rest of the audience. Um, I am not a big Breakfast Club, fan. and we argue about it um, all the damn time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we argue about it all the time. I am not a big Charlemagne fan. I think he's. I don't. I, I, the guy. It, he just just doesn't come off as genuine to me. Um, the girl, I heard her say it herself. She has no idea what she's doing on that well, she, show. She got she, beef. She, brings she got beef with Charlemagne. That's that's a whole nother story. But go ahead. Well, yeah, whatever, man. Go and then, ahead and bash uh, him. And and envy. Get your rocks uh, off. Who is envy, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, DJ Envy to me is just the. I mean, just the corniest. Oh my guy god! How you gonna? Yo. 
bro, just so corny. And I'm look, that's I'm look, this is I'm I'm an 80s baby, 1982. I can use the word corny. I can call people corny. <laughs> all right. If, if these young kids make fun of me all the time for saying it, but you know what? There's no other definition for somebody like that. Like, it, I, you know, ah, whatever, man. There, but that whole show is just so cornballs. But they they do their thing. They they have a huge following. It you know I I I mean obviously I sound like the biggest hater. That's because you are. So that's because you are. I do. I'd be on the show in a heartbeat. That's because you are. Because you've been a hater since 1982. Good. Yeah. Everybody who loves you loves you for it. Yeah, but you know, it's just oh my goodness, just talk about three of the most unqualified people sometimes. Some Yo, but, again, <clears throat> message to uh, iHeartRadio. I just want to say that the views expressed by Sahu are not those of Saul's life. Um, should you ever want to carry a forward thinking podcast, I would encourage you to give thought to Saul's. <laughs> just just so you know, again, Mr. Saul himself does not represent the views of the whole entity that is Saul's life. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. I'm just merely playing a caricature. Because, because to say that they are three of the most unqualified people to do this is preposterous. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, I mean, what, where's Charlemagne? Where did he Son, come from? Charlemagne's Where? been in radio for like well over 20 years. He's been in radio for well over 20 years. He started He started somewhere in South Carolina, worked his way up to Columbia, South Carolina, was on a radio station affiliate there. Then he ended up going into, I believe he was in the New York market with Wendy Williams for a hot minute. Oh, Wendy Stop it. That Williams. was back when Wendy Williams was credible, back when Wendy Williams had a real uh-huh. following. That was before she was, let me not say anything slanderous. Again, we'd like to protect the sanctity of Allegedly, allegedly. We like to protect the sanctity of Saul's <laughs> life. But then after that, he was on a radio station in Philly for a hot minute. And then yeah, when yeah, the yeah. opportunity came up to host the Breakfast Club, they, they approached him and he said yes. And he's been on the Breakfast Club along with the other two since 2009. Um, mm. Miss Miss Angela Yee grew up through the ranks. She used to do, she used to do media work for the Wu-Tang Clan way back in the day. Her own yeah, show called Lip- Yo, like, my brother, no, you asking me why these idea. people are qualified? I'm just letting you know. Just because she didn't work with Wu Tang makes her qualified. No, brother, I'm telling you where she started, fool. <laughs> I'm telling you where she started. <laughs> then she had a show on on Sirius XM for the hot minute, and then I, she got Nobody the job. She got the job with uh, with uh, iHeart doing uh, Breakfast Club. And then I can't believe you said what you said about DJ. I will say this about Envy. My man is mad sensitive. My man is mad sensitive. The beige rage is real. However, however, I can't even front on my man Envy. He's been in the game for a hot minute. He's he's even more popular than the guy he started under, which was DJ Clue. Yeah. Say that again. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So he's doing the thing. So he is an emo brother, but he's doing his thing. You know what I mean? The guests that he's always bringing on are guests who talk about financial empowerment. And 
It's not even him. They don't bring their guests on. It's the people in the round them. They don't, if, if it wasn't for the people that work for them, I'm pretty sure they would have, they would have no idea who. who uh, you over here sounding are. like Stephen A. Smith right now. Just want you yeah, to know right. that. Calm down. You should have got down. that one. Teamwork makes the dream work. You should have got that one. And we have digressed. Now, going back to <laughs> going back to uh, Joe Biden. So he was on the show, I believe it was Friday, because I saw, I watched it after. I watched it probably like Saturday or Sunday. And then, um, yo, he was on there. And typical politician, you know, Charlemagne's asking him various questions and um, he's not really answering the questions. You know, that's what politicians do. They just you ask them one thing and then they go into their um, they go into what their agenda is, not really answering whatever you ask them. Then, like, we're looking that interview wasn't even that long. It was probably like 24 minutes. But like, like by like minute okay. 16 or 17, um, one of one of his handlers comes on and is like, yo, you know. We're sorry, we're gonna to have to cut this short because my man's gotta go. Yeah, he probably didn't take you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think they could already tell you they could probably already tell the it's derailed. Like 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 the whole interview is exactly about to go off like because his eyes exactly they got like they know, know they're like yeah. Yo, man talking for yeah, a hot minute. Go. We gotta shut this down. So, right? Yep. So um, so since it's about to wrap up, you know. Charlemagne the God basically says, yo, um, you know, you're going to have to come back because, you know, there's so many things to talk about. Yeah, we got mother questions, you know, other, yeah, I, yeah, I heard, I heard. You yeah, know what I'm saying? There's so many fun. things to talk about. Fun. Like, you know, yeah. it's a long time between now and November, which I agree. So it's like, so there are going to be more questions. Yo, the man Biden, mm -hmm. what does he say? He say, you got more questions? I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Charlemagne, yeah. yo, Charlemagne <laughs> is like, yo, let me let me throw my man, let me throw my man a life a lifeline. Like it don't got nothing to yeah. do with Trump. It's just the, has to do with the fact that you know I want something for my community, which I thought was an amazing statement. I want my community. Mm -hmm. I would love to see, and then my man didn't even finish saying that Biden just goes in. Take a look at my record, man. Voting rights, twenty five yeah. years. I have a record that is second to none. The NAACP has endorsed me every time I've run. I mean, come on, take a look at the record. I'm like, yo, what is this? My man is like 77 years old, which shouldn't have anything to do with it. But let's point that out. Because what is it? They people have a who lot can to say do whatever they want That's are the usually thing. young people, as in like newborns to about toddler age. And then you got old people. He's out here sounding like a yep. punch, drunk, punch drunk boxer, man. And But, but to be real with you, I'm, I'm glad he said what he said. I'm glad. He so, so this is the thing. I, I, you know, people, a lot of people took offense to it. So, you know, and and I, I I'm, I'm with you. I think I'm with you. But no, I'm, I'm, you I'm glad because, as you said, people are outraged because you know what? They're getting this like raw, uncut view of politicians. That's what's happening right now in the in the age of Trump. You know what I'm saying? But Basically, what he's saying is, black people, y'all gonna vote for me anyways. And if you don't, then you ain't really black. And you know what? You have to remember, like, politicians' true allegiance is to the party. They are affiliated to the party, and that's who they're gonna rock with. Not the people who get them in office. That's why Dems didn't like Bernie. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, Bernie is an independent. 
you know, he might not carry the full agenda. If he got elected, you know what I'm saying? They don't know what to expect from him, you know, but you know, your job is to get elected first. And he knows that he's going to have the black vote. Look at what happened in South Carolina, bro. And then after South Carolina, he wins South Carolina. And then all of a sudden it was like a, it was like a secret call. Black people all over, all over the rest of the States carried him through super Tuesday. Yeah, it was wild. I, I didn't know how that happened. That 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 came out of nowhere. That's I mean, come on, man. And that's why I tell people you got to pay attention to like local elections. Democrats are not learning their lesson. You know what I'm saying? Like they 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 did the, they pulled the same. They this is the guy that they want. They want him because he's got more appeal as far as like establishment wise. Before that, they wanted Hillary Clinton, but Hillary Clinton. Remember Hillary Clinton? Hillary Clinton fell. Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton played herself when she was on the Breakfast Club back in 2016. Remember the whole. Come Whoa, with the on. hot sauce in her purse? Come on, man. They're like, yo, what's something you can't go without? Hot sauce. Yeah, and, then, right. and then again, they throw her a lifeline. <laughs> People are gonna say you're pandering. What did she say? Well, is it worth she should have said like Alka-Seltzer? I would believe that. <laughs> idiot. But you know what? If if you listen to the whole interview that uh, Biden had, he didn't say anything of value, bro. He did not say no. He I'm didn't sure say he did. anything of value. Like I said, that's why I tell people, like, yo, you want to pay more attention to the local elections because it's easier to hold local officials accountable than it is to go to after the big national personalities. They don't care. You know what I'm saying? They don't care. Their job is to get elected, and then once they get elected, they need to focus on getting reelected. That's it, by any means necessary. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what that that's why he was able to say what he said. That's why he was very comfortable in saying what he said. Yeah, he's walking it back now. But the truth of the matter is, nah. That's how the party feels. And if you think about it, the party the party don't give a damn about black people. Party don't give a damn about no. black people right now. What they're doing is they setting up. To have more, to have Latino following, which is good, but then again, like they're gonna do the same thing unless, unless the 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 the, the behemoth, right, the, that voting block holds them accountable. They're gonna do the same thing to them. Just use them to get in office, and then it's a wrap. Man, it's a uh, so. I, I mean, what do what what do we do here? Yo, local, 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 local. You know what I mean? Start going to your school school board meetings. Start being a presence there. You know, you don't feel comfortable saying anything. Fine, don't say anything. But at some point or another, start talking because then they're going to know who you are. Then bring your uncle, bring your brother, bring your cousin, bring your friends. And then just that those, those are the things you can do. County commission meetings, city commission meetings, city council meetings, anything that has to do with your specific zip code that's happening within local government, you need to go. You need to go and then bring people with you. You know what I mean? That's basically what you need to do. And then once you do something like that, then they can't ignore you. They can't ignore what your agenda is. That's why nobody's agenda is being listened to. It's all, who, who, who gets listened to? The people who, who donate the most amount of money and that's because you're talking about these big elections. And so, yes, 
money buys you access. But if you don't have money, let those people know, those people who are not at those high levels, you let them know, hey, you know what? I can't have a conversation with Rick Scott. I can't have a, rock, a conversation with Ron DeSantis, but I can have a conversation with you, Mr. S Mr. County Commissioner. In fact, you live in my neighborhood or you know what? your kids go to high school with my kids. Like, I know where to find you. I can have these conversations with you. I can hold you accountable. You know, that's what that's what needs to happen. You know, Trump knows that whoever lives in my zip code to whom he made whatever promises is not going to drive up to D.C. And even if they do, they ain't going to get a chance to talk to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But mayor of St. Cloud, big difference. They'll go ahead and have a conversation with him. Mm -hmm. So that's so to me, that's what it is like. Have just just keep it to where the people who are around you, the people who control local politics or not so much control, but who have involvement in local politics, that's who you need to um, just, just stay abreast of and just trying to keep them accountable. That's it. That's it because, and, that, and that's going to sound a little utopian, you know, but that's how it starts. Like you, you make an impact locally to like, like directly things that impact you, whether it's you and your neighbors. And then, yeah, sure. Based on that, then we can talk to the state, to, the, to our state representative, and then what we can have a better situation. It may not be a better aggregate situation, but at least locally, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're talking about things like, damn, man, we're talking about things like police brutality, right? It's, Ooh, it's, especially it's happening. It's Florida. happening throughout the country, but it's really a local issue. If you press on your local representatives, then you know what? Things are going to have to change, but we're not pressing on them. So the thing is, you know, and, and you bring up, you bring up, you know, police brutality. Obviously, uh, we everybody's seen I, the I haven't watched it. George Floyd. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I saw like half of it. I didn't see the whole thing. I couldn't. Um, but, uh, you know, Oh man, I, and and I lost, I lost my train. Well, of thought. will you will you make it? You make a reference a, to the guy in Minnesota, right? Yeah, but there was um there was something else that I that I wanted to uh that I wanted to kind of tie along to that. Um, but anyway, I mean, yeah, since we are talking about that, I mean, yeah, let's let's just we'll go ahead and jump right right in on that. Oh yeah, that that it's a local. Um, you were saying it's a local. It's a, it's kind of like a, a political, local political kind of thing. Um, but the thing is, it, it's that job already. I'm, I'm not sure how to explain this or say it the right way, but, you know, holding, holding, you know, the cops accountable for this is like a political issue. It's, it's politicized. It's politicized a little bit. Um and 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 I'll let you go ahead and kind of say your thoughts on well, it while I well, kind of gather mine um, to try to get here's it the thing, like, on it. But it's we just can't be afraid to like hold hold people regardless for for murder and hold them accountable regardless of like if you're afraid of like whatever political agenda any you know anybody has. It's it's wild that that's the reason that's part of the reason that a lot yes. of cops get away with this, you know. It's it's be because it's it's a, it's political. Yes, it's a political and that's very unfortunate. Moment. 
right? Um, quickly digress. Um, when 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 Malcolm X was yeah. <laughs> was was alive, he had at one point said that you know we're over here asking for civil rights, but no, we should be asking for for basic human rights. Yeah, man. Me me not feeling safe like in my own home because I know that at any point in time a law enforcement officer can come in here, take my life, and basically nothing will be done about it. That's not a political issue. You know what I mean? Me me not wanting to help somebody when I see like, ooh, old white person, young white person seems to be going through something and me saying to myself, nah, bro, keep it moving. That shouldn't be it. That's not a political issue. That's me saying, I know that if I were to go over there, something could be misconstrued. Next thing you know, it's my fault. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, man, like, I'm at a point, like, if I can keep it real with you, I don't even want to talk about shootings anymore because, listen, we know these things shouldn't be happening. I don't care who you are, whether you're like, oh, well, you know, the, the law enforcement officers felt in danger. No, 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 no. This, this is to a point where it's like, dude, we can't even say that anymore. Like, we, we just need to try and figure out a way where these things don't happen because, yo, we're looking at a situation where, like, and you put me on by making me go on uh, map mapping police violence. Oh man! Oh yeah, I showed. I messed you that, around right? and went on that. I messed around and went on that man, and on, on that on that site. You know what I mean? And I just like started poking around, and bro, it's it's mind boggling. Especially here yeah, in Jacksonville, it's just, right? Like, <laughs> it's just, um, yeah. The numbers are insane. It was sad. The and the fact that, insane. and the when fact you that, that like how... you know, they were like, oh, you know, and, and what happens is they go back. You know what I mean? They don't just have, like, stuff that, they go back, and it's it's very aggregate. They're still getting numbers. And then it was one that really, 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 like, yo, very alarming it was like, oh, unarmed black people were killed by police at five times the rate of unarmed white people. Now, none of them should be killed, period. But the fact that at five times the rate of unarmed white people that were being killed by the police, that's not fair. So, so what can we do to prevent these things from happening? You know, you could, there's research done all over the place. One of the things I really like, it's, um, this, um, this young lady who's, uh, who's a professor at Michigan State University. Shout out to Magic Johnson. Um, <laughs> no, no Isaiah, no Isaiah Thomas questions. No Isaiah. Nah, her, her, name is, um, her name is Dr. <laughs> Jennifer Kobina, and um, she teaches criminal justice over there. And she basically suggested that there should be implicit bias training for officers. I think that it's perfect. That should happen. And then that there should be, and I'm quoting her on that one. I think I had something pulled up. That there should be frank engagement between law enforcement and the people they serve to address tensions, grievances, and misconceptions. Personally, I think that there should be even more of an effort for the police force to have members of the community that they serve be a part of the community that they serve. You know what I'm saying? And 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 the reason why I say that is because I... Remember in high school, you had us. We had a we had a uh, what we called the SRO, the student resource officer. Yeah, his name. Yeah, uh, we, 
What'd you call him? No. <laughs> the snitch? Damn, bro. The you just snitch? going in. No. Anyways, it was, uh, and I remember no. for a couple of years, it was Officer Darnell. And, um, and you know, he had a relationship with pretty much all the students, right? And so I remember one time somebody that we both know had gotten arrested and he was able to come to me and he was like, yo, your boy got arrested. And it was like, what? He was like, yeah, man, your boy got arrested such and such night. Blase, blase, blah, gave me the full rundown. But that's, you know, that's somebody who has a relationship with you. It's the same thing that if he was to catch you in the streets when you're doing something wrong, instead of just trying to go upside your head, he might try to have a conversation with you. You know what I'm saying? Because he knows you. He has an actual relationship with you. And it's and it's sad, that, and it's sad that it has to come oh, down to this. Think about it. You know, cops yeah. cops used to walk tough, the beat. Now they're in a car and they just drive by. That feels like occupation, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? The cop just oh, drives absolutely. by. But that's because they don't want to pay the cop walking the beat because the price insurance probably got too high or whatever it was or something Listen, there's... happened. You know what I mean? Or it's it's whatever silly excuse that they got. I I don't get it, you know. But that's they ruined that relationship. But that's what it should be, bro. That's what it should be. It should be community policing. It should be to where, like, you know, the police. Hell, hell, it should be to where the police officers who are policing an area look more like members of that area. What I'm saying that's what it should be Mm -hmm. because, again, I feel like it's harder to mistreat someone when you have some sort of a connection with them. It's like, oh man, this. This guy right here looks like my nephew. This guy right here looks like my cousin. You know, that's that's what it should be. That's again, yeah. you know, I did I did tell you that, that my views were a little utopian today. But, but no, you're good, man. That's, that's how I mean. see it. You know what I mean? We like if views. if those law enforcement officers had some not, not I don't want them to be like, oh, you know, and like, oh, I I that's my like, like literally be like, that's my nephew. No. You know, because then you have some nepotism or maybe favoritism involved, but at least to a point where, like, they know who who that they are who they are patrolling. To, you know, to a point where, like, if a disturbance is called, if a disturbance is called, or if dudes look shady, if they if it looks like a sketchy situation, you know what I mean? Because you know these guys, you could walk up to them and be like, "Yo, what are you guys doing? No, 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 go home, go home, go home. Ain't not, ain't nothing going on. Ain't nothing going on at midnight." that you need to be out in these streets for. Take your ass home. You know what I'm saying? And then what you think they're going to do? They're going to be like, oh, man, why are you giving me? No, 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 no. Take, go home. Go home. You want me to call your mom? You want me to call your wife? You want me to call your baby mama? Come on, go home. Yeah. And then more than likely, that's been dispersed. You know what I'm saying? But when you got somebody who has no relationship with them, somebody who doesn't see, who, who, who doesn't see them as human because of their implicit biases, what do you think happens? They end up putting a knee on your throat, man. You know, sending up putting you in a mm-hmm. chokehold, and you're over here saying things like "I can't breathe," and then it doesn't matter, or you're running away with no weapon, and they think it's okay for them to shoot you because they don't care about you or people who look like you because they have no no connection. That, or they just got some right racist on the force, but that's systematic because of the do. system that's allowed to happen. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean, and that's yeah. why I like one of the things that should happen is yeah, change the way you train them. I mean, I I agree a hundred percent. The 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 time I spent in the police academy, 
I I can tell you that yeah, yeah, they definitely needed more training needs to be involved. Tra- becoming a cop needs to be longer than a six six to eight months. Yeah, that course. would be um I I'll have to agree on that one, sir. But that's all I gotta say. Like, you know, I, <laughs> it's I mean it's it's a dangerous job. I get it. I mean, I, I, I get it. But at the same time, I, I feel like they yeah, know what they're getting no themselves into. A cop. There's know? no draft to become a cop. You choose What's to. That? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, you're not drafted into it. You're not you're not like forced into it or anything. You're absolutely right. So, you know, with that being said, you know the you you should know the amount of responsibility that comes with that. And I think like the, the instructors should know that. I think as an instructor, when you're when you're when you're in the police academy as a as an instructor, as or as anybody, you know, and you know, just, just kind of teaching in that teaching role, I, like you can tell who who's gonna have an issue or not. You know, you can tell who, who's gonna have a problem once they get a, a badge and, and a little bit of authority. Um, you know, in the classic they, they make class commanders and they put certain people in and then and they give them a little bit of authority. And man, I'll tell you what, you can tell some of the people that run away with it. And it, and and it's a shame that they go on to graduate and become police officers. And then they're the ones that are ultimately, like you said, you, you know, got a knee on somebody's yeah. throat. Well, you know, doing more damage than good. And And I think if they get burnt out, if that's their excuse where they've just had enough, because, you know, I'm seeing these videos, cops just yelling. And obviously, I get it now, you know, and, 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 you know, it's the age of the Internet. It's the age of instant information. We're going to get it super fast. We're going to see everything. Everybody's recording everything. You know, Will Smith has that comment, that quote that he just said that racism isn't whatever, you know, it's just being isn't it's not more or whatever. Racism isn't growing. It's just being recorded. I think that's what he said or something. And and I get that that all we see, we're consumed by all these negative videos. Um, but that's. That that's what it well, is. Yeah, it's, that's it's, um, it's that's the gift and the curse. And you know, the the curse is that yeah, everything is being recorded. The gift is that yo, all these things that have been going on for centuries, and I do mean centuries. You know what I'm saying? Because new, it's not new that you know. Yeah. You did say it was going to be a race show, so boom. It's not new. You know, it's not new that people yeah. who look like <laughs> us are at the bottom of the society of society's rung, man. It's not. It's been going on for quite some time, no. you know, and, um, you know, less than a hundred years ago, we desegregated this country. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as like voting rights, but at the end of the day, these things have been going on. It's just that now with the fact that everybody has a phone in their pocket and with that also comes, you know, access to post something on social media. Now there's more awareness of it. You know what I'm saying? But, if you look at the numbers, man, this shit's been going on. Richard Pryor was talking about this back in the 70s, man. You know what I'm saying? Gil Scott Heron was talking about oh, yeah. that in the late 60s. Like, this, it's nothing new. It is nothing new. As the Bible says, nothing new under the sun, yo. It's just new one. Yeah. Oh, and, and now I remember what I was going to say with that point, how, you know, cause we're seeing it all the time. And, and if you're a police officer, you choose to do this, you get to that point where you're burnt out. 
you know, because you are seeing this all the time and this is happening or you, you can't take it, then just quit. Just quit the job. You're not you're not capable of doing the job, you know, to the way you should be doing it. So if you know, if you find it because if I mean any any other job, any other job that anybody has, if you can't take it anymore, <laughs> put in your two weeks, put in you know, your two weeks and you, you look out, for the job, you quit. Yeah, that's it. So you know, don't I? You know, a lot of these people, you know, a lot of these guys. I think I, I think a lot of it has to do with that burnout factor as well that they don't want to admit. You know, and 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 along with that, you know, you want to throw in that, you know, fifty percent of these guys end up getting, you know, or more end up getting divorced. I don't know how many of them end up, you know, in some sort of a domestic uh, abuse situation, you know, with their partners or whatever. And it's just, you know, all that. Because this job's getting to you. I, and I understand they see the ugly of the ugly. That's what they deal with. Cops and people, first responders, you know, anybody in that kind of, in that position, any kind of, I guess, almost any civil servant to a certain extent, you know, you're going to deal with like the ugly side of life. But you, you know, you got to, you got to re- remember that, that you can't take it. You, you you can't keep holding that grudge and take it with well, you. Well, you know, well that's that's thing, another thing, thing I, that happens. I also believe that um, and and I think you had you had this you had this esteemed um, like just you had this Doc Brown on your show recently, and um, you know you you asked him you asked him about oh, yeah. how he coped, and he mentioned that he um you know meditation like mindfulness exercises and things of that nature, and um yeah they should. They should have mandatory mental health, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yo, oh, at absolutely. least twice absolutely. a month, you check in with the with the, with the with the force, with the department psychologist, with the department psychiatrist. Just like check in with them because they carrying a lot. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want people to think that I'm just out here, that we are just out here, you know, and just bastardizing law enforcement officers. And making them look back. Nah, we totally understand the fact that, yo, it's a calling, right? You answered the call. You have to wear a bulletproof vest for a living where, where the rest of us don't. And we, and we appreciate that. But at the same token, yo, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Because by taking care of yourself, you're going to also be, you're going to be able to take better care of me. Because at the end of the day, I don't feel safe because of whatever, whatever it is that whatever bias that you may have, something that hasn't been tapped into within you, whatever it is that you feel towards people who look like you, that that makes me an, 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 an automatic target or an automatic threat. And man, that can't keep happening. That can't keep happening. And we're not even talking about like the systematic issues in terms of, yo, Law enforcement officer does X, and then nothing happens. Nothing happens more often than not. If if we get lucky and it goes to a grand jury, most of the time grand jury doesn't think much of it. How sad is it? How sad is it that the whole situation with Ahmad Arbery, I mean, the fact that it happened just sucks. But how sad is it that it wasn't until the case was handed to a special prosecutor who happens to be a black woman? That's like, all right, cool. Maybe we're gonna get yep. justice. Maybe we're gonna get justice. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's something broken within the system itself. 
Oh, absolutely. Well, the thing is, it's it's the people. Yeah. The people that created the system. They're broken people. Now, you know, if we want to get real deep, they're broken themselves. You know what I'm saying? And and they built this 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 false sense of security based on like, you know, these false ideas that they have and and stereotypes of people. And now what? You know, then you get what? Then you get riots, ultimately, right? After all, all that happens, if that's what it is, all right, all right. Now you got riot. Now, now we're gonna. Now, now we're acting the way you think we, we were gonna act. Yeah. Now everything's going crazy. Now, now you should be scared. Is that what it is? Like I don't, you know. And then they're like, oh, and you know, and and then it's like, oh, yeah. we, we that's who they, we thought they were. Turning the <laughs> Denny Green. Rest in peace. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's. It's crazy. Like the mentality's got to change. Shout! I want to shout out Matt, Matt Womick, real quick. My man, <laughs> his uh, his Facebook post. I was scrolling uh, earlier, and he's like, "Keep rioting until the police stop killing unarmed black people." <laughs> yeah, and I I mean, we're I, I is, is that what we're gonna is that what's gonna have to happen? Because I, you know, this is and seeing those riots, you know, happen. And those protests, I don't want to say riots. I want to say, you know, protests. Those are protests. And and how else are they going to How else are they going to Yeah, go because, about? you know, with, it, it's, like it's, it's too again, much, it's just a, get to a certain point. The way that the system is set up, man, you know, like these, these, these injustices keep happening. And time and time again, no one is held accountable for it. And so we're just left, we're just left to our own devices, right? What's the the old hip hop line? Ain't no justice, it's just us. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, damn, <laughs> that's some shit to say. But yes, that's and and, and the mentality I think that that people have that have this problem. That um that have this like whatever this this racist you know sickness or disease or whatever it is, um you know it, it, like those are the people that are working in the system and working too like you know and I, and I'm gonna bring it bring bring it to um what the video that we just saw yesterday as well another video that Central, <laughs> Central Park, Park Karen, Karen. That everybody dubbed her <laughs> you, you know and and you see. You, just that that vi- I saw that video that video I saw and it made me so angry and it made me cringe just as much if not just as much as as that George Floyd video because you see her do that yeah that thing where she fears for her life quote unquote right and then you you can't help but think I couldn't help but think anyways and automatically link that to that's what the cop that a cop he fears for his life too. When they say that, when they say that, is that what they mean? You know, that's exactly what they mean. It's just how that lady was. They're not fearing for they, nothing. Nothing's going on. It's just they, they. That's what they. That's what they've been trained to say. That's what they've trained themselves to say. You know, what, for whatever reason, and it's just that that right there should be an example used against anybody. You know, a cop that says they fear for their life. When you know if they kill an unarmed, you know, black person, if they kill an unarmed person, period, it doesn't matter what color they are. But that I, I think we should just be as outraged by by her behavior 
and what she did. And she got fired from her job. Of course. You know, apparently she apologized, right? Like went on the radio or something. And she knew that what she did was wrong. But what? how are you going to stop people like that? That they know what they're doing, what they're doing is wrong anyways. And you, they still do it anyways. You can't. And, and you really... <laughs> you like how do we get those people out of the positions of power how do we get those people out of there like how how do we get that that you, person to not be somebody oh man else? the you way i mean or the way that things have been set up whatever you, job it is you can't and, and 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 i'm gonna i'm gonna lay it out for you all right look you so so you're talking about you're talking about um amy cooper right she's she's hanging out in central park yeah and yeah, there's a part there's a section in Central Park called the Ramble, right? And um, she's in the Ramble. So so you got areas in Central Park where you can have your dog without a leash on, on them, right? But then you also have areas mm-hmm. where you cannot have an unleashed dog. And there, are, and clearly there are signs there. I've seen, we've right? Both, so whatever, we've, we've seen the The Ramble there. is one I've of those parts you where I mean? you cannot... It have your dog unleashed. You need to have a leash on your dog. But <clears throat> my man, and ironically enough, his name, I believe, is Christian Cooper. And he's there with, with his sister. And, you know, so they see her with, with her dog unleashed. So what do you do? You're like, yo, go ahead and leash your dog. You know, you can't have that going on out here. And what does she say? Yo, she basically flips out on my man. Then she's like, yo, I'm going to call the cops. Tell them that an African-American man is threatening mm-hmm. my life. Yo, that's a threat, bro. That's, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why. I'm going to yeah. tell you why it's a threat. That's, it's a threat, and she's also wild. basically saying, look, I'm a white person in America. The way that system is set up, right? Right? Because she's well aware of America's systemic racial injustices, and she's ready to weaponize them against him. Mm-hmm. That's a lethal threat. That's we are living in the same country where a 12 year old boy, shout out to Tamir Rice, rest in peace, was killed by the cops because he had a water gun. He had a fake gun and they thought he looked like a 21 year old man. A 12 year old boy looked like a 21 year old man and they killed him. And she knows that. She knows that. She knows that they killed a guy for selling cigarettes, unlicensed, outside of a store. She knows that they killed a guy for selling CDs outside of a store in Louisiana, right? Sterling. So she knows that. Mm-hmm. And so she tells my man, I'm going to call the cops and I'm going to tell them a lie. I'm going to tell them that a black man is threatening my life. She didn't even say you, bruh. She just said a black man. An African-American man. That's why privilege to the yep. max. And you can't fight that. You can't fight, you and I cannot fight that on our own. We need what we like to call allies because that's just the way the system is set up. You know what I mean? And what I mean by that is basically, look, she worked where? Like, I believe she, so she got fired, but she already got hired at some point or another. And I'm not advocating for her not to have a job, not at all. I believe she worked for some firm, some financial firm. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's uh, Franklin Templeton. Yeah, something like that. I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't bother. I just know. I felt my man's when he said, "Hey, could you please put the dog on the leash?" Because I've been in situations like that where it's like, "Yeah, why? 
you, you know, I'm as somebody who grew up, I grew up not very not comfortable around dogs. Um, and this just as of maybe the last 15 years of my Shout life, to Gizmo I want to say I've been okay to Gizmo. with dogs, like big dogs. Yeah, you know, but you know, even like even when you had your dog, um, like yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand, that. I understand, and I respect. Big, that. Too big yeah, 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 yeah. Ricky's dog, you know what I mean? Like it, it's just yeah, it's just certain things. So when you're in a public space, you know, it's not it's not like outrageous for somebody to ask you to please leash your dog, especially if there's signs there, and especially if my man is an avid bird watcher, as he says that he is. And you know, bird, like a a a, yeah. a bird isn't going to come around with a dog running around loose, right? And you want to see what you want to see, so you know and that's what that's that's what that's for. So number one, that's just the reason right there. Number two, it, you should just be you should just co- be concerned for your fellow human. Like, hey, you know, let me just leash up my dog, like because I don't even want to get started. Because you know how I feel already. How this country likes to treat. Yo, Dog, man, that Michael Vick doc got me so beat. mad. Bro, and I get it. I'm not, you know, not trying to change the subject. You know, I'm not trying to be like, you know, dogs, you know, I, I love dogs. All right. I, Saul's life does not condone any kind of animal abuse. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't stand up for any of that. That's ridiculous. But what Saul's life does stand for, stand for, you know, part of it is like, yo, we got to keep things in perspective, you know? And, and I, and I always use, I always, you know, unfortunately I feel like I have to go to the extreme, but you know, to kind of get my point across with this, but it's like, you know, all right. If someone held like your significant other, you know, held a gun to their, you know, to their head and they're like, all right, I'm not going to shoot this person. dog. (laughs) Who gets it? You got to pick who are you going to pick? You know what I mean? And obviously, that's a crazy situation. That's why it's called a hypothetical situation. It's never going to happen. But to put things in perspective, you know, we got to think Dante Stallworth ran over a man in Miami, you know, at four in the morning. And he did like a month in in Mm -hmm. jail, maybe, I think, 30 days or something. Got out. Like, Michael Vick didn't kill a man. You know, let's go. Let's go. Let's go a step further. Let's go a step further. In the prime of his Michael Vick possibly didn't kill any dogs. Yeah, it wasn't. He wasn't in charge of that. The house was in his name, and that's what happens. Do you know if it's in your name, then you got to take the rap for it. Unfortunately, but we all know Mm -hmm. it was was his boys. We all know it was all those other Mm -hmm. guys. You could tell. Because they're and, not around no more. They were all set up. <sighs> yeah, that we, we won't we won't dig. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, that's a whole other thing. But you know, we just we, we gotta keep things in perspective. We gotta realize, like, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, human a human's life is it's more valuable, yeah, regardless. It just is. Nah, nah. But you know, going I mean, back, I, I Amy Cooper. She um she worked as VP and head of investment solutions at Franklin Templeton in New York. Boom. So she gonna be all right. She gonna be all right. Oh, bro, trust me, she's gonna be all right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what be all right. I saw what she was wearing. That outfit looked expensive. 
already. You could tell that's like the expensive, you know, Patagonia, you know, you know whatever, what I'm saying? Grant, you know, Columbia, you know that, what kind of dog was that? You know that there. dog was you know that wasn't the rescue. <laughs> you feel me? No, that looked like a purebred cocky family, bro. That she almost choked, that she was choking to death. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. Come on. People should be outraged by that. Get out of here. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, until, until, until people like that change, because e even if she like, but, you know, like, look at the job she has. Like, th that's still in a position where you could ruin somebody of color's life if Hell you yeah. decided you didn't like them because of the way they looked. Oh. Like that's the thing, people like that. So she's not in, in, in work everywhere in banks. You know, people like that. Oh, she's like, not they're, being they're recorded. Your Let's say she's not you being recorded, I mean? like, and now her reason. and my man are getting in this argument, and my man's like, "Yeah, go ahead and call the police. I'm staying right here." So the argument doesn't end up doesn't end with them both walking away, but it yeah. but he ends up staying there, and she's there, and the police shows up. Yeah. What do you think happens? Yo, this man mm. threatened my wife. Now he's getting all irate. Now, nah, man, I ain't threatening that woman's life. Blase, blase, blah. Then it's like, yo, sir, you need to calm down. Sir, you need to calm down. I'm not going to calm down. She's over here saying this. Sir, you need to calm down. You know what? You know what? Step step over here with me. Step over here with me. Yo, anything could happen. Anything could happen, but motherfucker had a phone and he was able to record the whole situation. That's what it is. That's yeah. We need to be real quick. We need to be real quick. Everybody, every every person of color, we need to be real quick with that Yo, record button. And my man, we should all go by guns. like my man, oh. like and it's and, and it's serious. That's like this, I, I don't watch these videos anymore because we're talking about like 2015, 2016. I was in a very dark place, man. You know what I mean? I was in a very dark place. I'm over here like I'm, I, you know, I used, I, live, I used to live in Poinciana, and anytime somebody was getting pulled over, I'm over here like, yo, trying to see, yo, is that, is, is that, is that, is, is he black? Is he Latino? Are they, are they white? Are they... Should I, should I pull over? Should I record this? Because, because you don't know what way it's gonna go. You don't know what way it's gonna go. So, so I was, I was at that, yeah. I was in that space to where like, anytime somebody was getting pulled over, I had to like. See what's going on. Oh shit! There's another. There's another cop car coming. There's another cop car. Why they need two cops? Why they need three cops? Mm. I asked myself that when I got pulled over before once. When you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Three, four cops. Yeah. Cars. Just for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I was like, what yeah. happened? They they didn't even give me a ticket. <laughs> they let me go, but yeah. they had to have four cop cars in Kissimmee. I'll never forget. And I was like, "All right, thanks, guys." I, I was, yeah, I even asked them. I was like, hey, you brought all these guys right? just for me." Like, <laughs> I, I, man, I don't. These guys, you know, they. I don't care if you. <sighs> bro, I'm telling you, man. It just things. The, these videos and these things like that. I don't. I don't think people will ever understand. You know what what it's like, you know, to really be a person of color, and you know, you grow up as a kid. You know, you're you're taught that everything's regular. That you know, it's it's you know, slate you know, slavery's dead, ra or racism's dead, and 
you know, all this stuff and, you know, Abraham Lincoln, Civil War, that's it, it's over. And, um, you know, when you get older, it's like a reality check because it's like, damn, all these teachers and all these adults lied to me. Like they, they, you know, they can't prepare you for some yeah. of the things that you're going to go through. Your, your parents might, my mom, you know, our moms, our moms might, but that, you know, they had, they realized that they had to tell How crazy us. Is that, teenagers. Yo? How crazy is that? Yo, I read, um, Maria, <clears throat> Maria had, had worked, had, had, uh, got me the, the nice coach book between the world and me. And, um, mm-hmm. You know, that, that's basically um, a letter that he writes to his son, you know, so that whenever he gets older, he can, you know, he, he can have a little something from his dad. Like, you know, it's kind of like his, um, like a, a, a guide of sorts, right? Basically, in that, in that book, that he has yeah. a line where he basically says, yo, I, but now I'm realizing that, my parents used to whoop my ass so that I would have the fear of God in them so that whenever I was outside of their house, I wouldn't act a fool and not end up getting killed by the cops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and that when I read that line, that was that resonated with me. I was like, damn. I was like, damn, like that's that's what it was, that's what it came down to. And they made so much sense. Like, you know, it's like it's like you have this moment of clarity. Like, damn, that okay. Now I understand. Now I understand. But it sucks that you know that's the that's the oh burden of knowledge we have to live with at such a young age. You know what I mean? Like instead of instead of worrying about regular teenage stuff, we got regular teenage stuff, and on top of that, we got to worry about hey, oh, we can't, you know, like this. Relax, don't wild out. You can't act crazy. You can't do this, or you you can't be seen here, or you got to, you know, a certain time. You know, yeah, it's man. Still, you know, the late nineties <clears throat> and two thousands, and now it's two thousand twenty. We're in. Yeah, man. And. I still don't like going in the same cloud because I know I'm gonna get I'm, I'm gonna get in an argument with somebody. I I remember when um in a I don't know what year it was, but it's like Hard Knock Life, Jay Z, right? And um, it's me, you, Saba, and you know we're right outside of my house. We're getting out of the car and we're singing it mad loud. And it maybe it was 10, 11 p.m. And then like I mean we're right outside the house, and then we get in the house. And my mom, as soon as we got in the house, my mom was like, yo, you guys can't this guy boys outside of the house. But like she was talking like the Gestapo was gonna come get us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you can't you can't yeah, make this bro. kind of noise outside of the house. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, I'm still like that. If anybody comes to my crib bumping music mad loud. He's straight up. <laughs> They're in my yard. I'm like, man, I'm in a white neighborhood. You can stop coming here with that loud, loud music. Like, yeah, that. Gonna, gonna yeah man. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, you know where I live? Look at the slam. And that that's, I'm on. and that's, that that's, the, and it's sad because you said it. Like, live your life. 
Why can't you yeah, just look? like bro, I've I've consciously made like I had to make a conscious decision to kind of like let my son be free whenever we go to restaurants because you know you go to the restaurant you know you're asking uh you're asking uh, uh somebody who's less than ten years old less than seven years old really to sit still for more than ten minutes right no about this they're gonna have questions about that they're gonna want to stand up they're gonna want to look at what the people behind them are doing they're gonna want to see what's going on in the booth next to them all that stuff and i used to just be like yo you just need to sit down no turn around don't do this don't do that but then as time goes by i'm realizing i'm like yo why people ain't doing that with their kids why people are not doing that with their kids and and that's the people who that's that kid is gonna grow up to be VP of investments at Franklin Templeton. <laughs> Bro, as a server, firsthand, 15 years of my life working in the hospitality industry, bro, serving and bartending before I got into the corporate world. I'll tell you right now, <laughs> these little white babies are the worst at just throwing all sorts of Cheerios everywhere. I mean, I just everything, bro. It was just, I was like, yeah. I would think to myself, not, and not even babies, but just, you know, just small children, like at the at the age where, you know, you should know a little better than, than to act like that. Because if I acted like Real that, quick. the Real back quick. of my arm would get pinched, you know, by, yeah, and or or your ear would get Straight pulled, up. and you get that, and you get that whisper. It's like, wait till we get home, you know. So then you sit there. For the next hour, agonizing, <laughs> just not moving. So, yeah. So it's like, you know, I, you know, to grow up, to grow up the way you know we did. Nope. Like, I, I mean, what I, I would have traded for the world, you know, I, I can't because it made me who I am. Um, you know, I, I, I respect, just, yeah. I, I, I value man yeah. so much, <laughs> in values. You know that it's just—it's crazy to me because I expect, you know, you expect a a, a dignified-looking family that you know that you would think they they they'd have their kids. Damn, bro! And nah, somebody, they care. Compliment. Nah, yeah, pretty I'm much. They're like, nah, this guy's cleaning exactly. up. Exactly. That's what that's what we're tipping them. Ten percent. Exactly. It's like some, so it's somebody's up, job shit. to go ahead and take so care of this. So go ahead and mess it up as much as you want. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just that, you know, and I mean, you know, but they can guess that that that's privilege right there. That you know, that as a yeah. kid, that as five year old kid, you know, yeah, I mean? as a five year old kid, had you had to, to be learn, seen and not with, heard. With. Straight up, like, yeah, man, it's wild, but um, yeah, man, it's uh. It's been an interesting, uh, interesting week. Um, I want to kind of close it out um, real quick. I want to shout out uh, Christina Doro, uh, which is Jeff Doro's wife, beautiful wife. It's been probably like 15 years since I probably talked to any of them, but she posted this article <laughs> on Facebook. So I don't want to take credit for this. Um, but, you know, she's always been mad cool. Jeff has always been super cool. Shout out to to the Doros, Jeff and Christina Doro. I, I, I was um, I was about I to say, yo, I remember 
good friend actually. Early two thousands, you used to always be like, "Yo, Jeff Doro." You, you always, I've never met the man, but you've never said anything. Nothing. You've always said great things about him, basically. Oh, bro. So I mean, if you like, you said you know we need allies. I would say those two are allies, a hundred percent. Yeah, the man is just sick on the guitar, like. He sounds like Dave Matthews to me. You know what he, I mean, or anybody that he, any, any style he would pick up or any, any artist, any song that he would play and emulate, he'd sound just like that. The man's great. Like between him and Buddy and co- while we were in college, like just them jamming, that was, that was the best. But um, yeah, shout out to, shout out to his wife for posting this article. And, and mm. I looked it up. This actually article came out in 2014. Yeah. So, and it's just like ten simple ways white people can step up to fight everyday racism. And uh, I, I'm I'm not gonna go through them in detail. I'm gonna read them as I go. And and if you want to say anything, you know, about it, you know, we can talk about it. Um, but the first one that they have here is uh, it says, "Listen when people of color yeah. talk about everyday racism yeah, and it's, white it's, privilege." It, it would be great if that really happened. You know what I'm saying? Because Yo, it's it's these shared experiences and and it's hard. I'm not gonna lie, it's hard to listen, you know, because um a lot of times from what I gather, when you express that, you know, when you express the 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 whether it's the white supremacy that you experience, whether it's what they like to call, you know, microaggressions, you know what I mean? When it when it, or or basically, yeah, the the everyday racism or white privilege. It, it it just sucks when like you know you're you're expressing these things and then somebody tells you that you know first of all they cut you off right they cut you off or or they'll say they'll 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 basically mm-hmm. try and call you a liar you know or let you or be like you know well you know that happened such a long time ago all lives matter and or they'll say something like all lives matter you, know, you, you feel uncomfortable having to sit through or having to to be witness to the things that are being said but at the end of the day like yo this is how i feel every day 24/7 so so yeah man just just yeah. sit down you know listen shut the fuck up and and i don't even, and and i don't even want to get started i mean we could do a whole other show on the way black women and just women of color <sighs> Uh, are, are are treated even worse, and and the way you know, one would say like you know you'd say, mm-hmm. it's, she's really aggressive instead of saying assertive little, little coded, or whatever. Coded words, these, man. These different verbiages and different terms, yeah, coded words and coded terms. You want to say that's a whole nother issue, you know? That's just like ridiculous in itself. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and move on to the second one here, number two. And real quick, this article, actually, let me shout out to the person who wrote this article because uh, I forgot to mention their name. But it is uh, by Derek Clifton. So shout out to my man, Derek Clifton. Not sure who he is, but it was on like Mike.com, MIC.com, it looks like. Um, but yeah, so the first one was a uh, listen when people of color talk about everyday racism and white privilege. The second one that it says here is uh, honor the feelings of people of color in the discussion. Yeah, um, man. It is not about your white guilt. Yeah, man, because, and you know, and that, uh, the, one, the thing I hate to hear is when, um, is when, you know, you, you know, you say whatever it is that you say, like, you know, you're, 
you're trying to express yourself or what is it you're you're venting and then you know then you hear the look i get it it's like no you don't get it don't do that don't say you get it you don't yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, they. I, 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 you know, I'm. I'm a shout out another another ally. Shout out to Josh Walker, um, because uh, my man. I mean, he he he's good at that. He, whenever we end up talking about anything like that, you know, any any kind of race related topics or issues, I mean, he's he's the first one to say like he he'll never understand what it's like. So he can't, you know, yeah. you know, he, he just does. I, I mean, just hearing someone say that in itself is like, oh, man, that's right. Like, it, it's already like, yeah, he, he kind of gets it. It just it, it, it kind of helps move the conversation along, I feel like. Um, number three that they have here is to ask plenty of questions. Earnestly seek, uh, earnestly seek to understand people of color before trying to have your viewpoint understood. I mean, I think that's that says it right there. It ties into number one, just kind of like shut up, listen, and yeah, yeah, which is which is why what you just like said about about about, it, right? about Mr. Walker, Josh, firefighter extraordinaire, and which is why it's and that's very that kind of validates you know what I mean because it's not you trying to trying to just like rush and and get to your point. It's like yo, all right, let me let let me, you know there you're, you're actively listening. And yeah, ask ask these questions, and and it's good because yo, don't be afraid to uh, don't be afraid to look like an ass in front of me, your friend. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm having this vulnerable moment. Let's have yeah. these conversations. Yeah. Let yourself be vulnerable as well. Yep. Um, number four on here says educate yourself about racism as much as possible before asking people of color for help. I mean that's a given. I think I think you should just educate yourself on any topic, period, before you go around asking anybody anything about it. Kind of, um, or you know, at, at least just yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, just, yeah. Just know what you're going to talk Times, about. You know, I'll be asking. in. Um, I'll be I'll be listening to various people talk about whatever it is that that bothers that bothers them, or just anything that they might be going through. And if if it's like, let's say it's like I'm at work and it's two women talking, yo, I just sit there and shut up. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know anything about it. So I'm not going to ask it. I'm not going to say anything. And I'm not going to be like, yo, no, 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 no. I'm going to let them talk. I'm going to take some mental notes. And then I'm going to go ahead and look stuff up. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes my wife be complains about stuff that happened at work. I'm just going to listen to her, take some notes, and then look stuff up. And then later on, we can have a a better, a more educated conversation about what it is that she experienced. Cause then like, you know, she told me stuff and now I understand her point of view even more. Cause I looked into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, this next one here is, uh, is one, I, I was reading this earlier today and this, this next one to me, I think is probably, probably one of the more the one that means the most to me probably one of the more important ones to me anyways and it says uh challenge other white people in your life to think critically about racism family friends co-workers um, teachers and even public officials and i think i think that's 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 a huge one right there that, I, uh, that, that's that's like i read i read really, something I recently to kind and of in that piece <clears throat> the author said you know, and it's something that I never even thought about, but the author said, 
if your white friends are not standing up for your are not standing up to racism when it's be, when it's being brought up or when it's something blatantly happening if they're not standing up for you or if they're not standing up to that racism then they're not your friends they're not your friends and um and our friend Brandon mm-hmm. Brandon Collins he has a uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, medium popcorn, medium and I believe popcorn. the other one is what kind of mayo and, is this? Uh, and and I was listening to that, yeah, and I heard that first episode, Doug, and it's Doug, uh, and you know that first episode is kind of heavy, but but it goes into that. It's like yo, because 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 you know, especially when when you have a conversation with somebody, and that and that doesn't even have to be about race. Like, let's just say you have a conversation about with someone, and then they tell you, oh, so and so said this about you. Then you're gonna be like, yo, why is it that that person feels comfortable talking like that about me with you? You know what I'm saying? I, I think earlier this week, it was it like yesterday, yeah. maybe or two days ago when I hit you up and I was like, I was telling you about something that happened when we were like 16. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It is just, it, um, and it was oh, just like, yeah, yeah like, yo, you, you, you really gotta <laughs> go ahead and say this. And you, 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 know, you, you knew there was gonna be repercussions if you say something like that. But yeah, it's like, oh, you're really gonna, so you're really gonna stand here and talk about my friend like this. You don't think I'm gonna say something? Nah, 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 nah. That ain't well, what we that do. Man, yeah, that ain't I mean, what we, we do. I saw his life, son. Just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> That ain't what we do with Soul's life, man. Oh, punk. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, shout out I will to Terry Chris. I, I will OG. shout out Terry Chris, though. That's why I will shout out. <laughs> shout out to Terry Chris. Yeah, a real one all the way. Like, he 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 he, he was the only one, the level-headed, level-headed OG, adult. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mr. Chris, <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> Open clap booty. I know. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> Who is that, Dietrich? Oh, man, read number six, man. Read number six. <laughs> All right, number six uh, says, direct peers towards the perspectives of people of color. Becoming a <laughs> savior, and that's my area. What does that mean? Is not cool. I guess, I, I mean, direct peers towards the perspectives of people of color. I mean, I... So I, I'm not sure. Uh, don't hog all of the air in conversation. Oh yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Don't be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be a martyr, son. Um, I guess you know what I mean. Kind of. That's kind of what it's saying. Yeah, like uh, I. Uh, so yes, shout out to yo. I, I, we're shouting out a bunch of allies today. I love it. Um, shout out to my girl Amber over in uh, over in uh, Colorado. Um, she. Uh, because she actively, when she told me this, she was like, I started following uh, just a lot of Black people's social media accounts that I really like and I think are like people to look up to, like Michelle Obama, um, you know, the Will Smith, the whatever, just whatever. She just like wanted to learn more about the culture and, 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 mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. kind of like, hey, this is their perspective. This is what they're seeing when something happens. And I mean, I, I laughed a little when she first told me that because I was like, "Get out of here, girl! You're cool. You know, you're all right." But I, I, I really commend her for that because the more I thought about it, and this was years ago, she told me this, but the more I thought about it, the more I was like, "Man, she's like, that's really cool that, you know, someone's really actively trying to see 
like, you know, my perspective, you know, just just the perspective yeah. of, 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 of just, you know, something completely different. Just, you know, think, think outside the box. I don't know. I respect that about people when they're, you know, they, they, they really just kind of not I don't even want to say think for themselves, but just they want to yeah. learn what other people's experiences are, you know. But um, let me see. Number seven uh, says avoid conflating other oppressions <sighs> with racism Man. unless it's directly relevant to the conversation. That's that that's always heartbreaking. Yeah, when that's you a big hear, one like, too. Well, you know, the Irish when they came, they were nah, man. I'm not trying. To... Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that ain't what we're talking about right now. You know, if if I'm. If we're if uh, we're going like, to an event that's like yo save the whales, yeah. are you gonna bring up the elephants? No, you're not. <laughs> you know, we don't focus on the whales. Why can't we do that? Why why is it that when we yeah, do the march of dimes, not. we focus on babies? You know, saying, but we're not talking about breast cancer awareness. No, because we're talking about babies, man. Babies born with defects. Why can't we do that for black people, man? Yeah, Shout out to the Irish, though. I know a lot of them are allies, too. I saw this one thing back in the day. I forget what it was. <laughs> Yo, shout out to you, nah, shout out to you for not trying. But I know. Okay. But I know. Telling somebody else's story. Yeah, I just know they were helping the Panthers back then. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just I don't want to mess it up. Uh, what is what's number eight here saying? Yeah, uh, big. Oh, that's um, mistake, that's a big thing that heads are not doing. Yo. <laughs> Which I, I don't know if you remember, but uh, yo, the the governor of Virginia, remember when that that uh, that picture of him came out at med in med school in blackface, and my man is like, nah, <laughs> like yo, my man yeah. had no fear, like he he was like, look, I'm not going anywhere, you know, what I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna step down, but uh, you know, y'all could go ahead and help me understand. How I can repent yeah. from this, and I was like, "That's some gangster shit right there." I mean, shout out to my man for not stepping yes, down, bro. understanding <laughs> that there's still work to be done. But yo, what? Yo. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he he even he might even learned something though. That's the thing too. You know, you might he might have really like might have really learned something. Yeah. even if he didn't want to, like unintentionally, like all right, like <laughs> yeah. I really did learn. Why it's fucked up to wear blackface? Yo, shout out to Jimmy Fallon yo. for wear blackface in two. Did yo, you see that in SNL? Yo, can we talk about in, uh, that? Because I don't like understand the why they're coming down on him. Chris Rock. Because you, you, I mean, I mean, can can we be real here, Saul? Can we be real? <laughs> Thank you. Because first of all, he yeah, was well, an actor on the skit. Maybe he it? wrote the skit. Fine, but that skit before the skit comes out on Saturday. You have to perform it in front of everybody else, right? Yo, so Lauren Michaels, the head of the, the guy who runs Saturday <laughs> has to approve of it, right? And NBC still owns yes, why does NBC still show a, that yo. footage? You know what I'm saying? Why did NBC think it was okay to still show that footage? Nah, we're gonna yep. come down on Jimmy Fallon. We need to go, we need to go up the ladder. He was just a little cop in the machine. Nah, man. I bet you Chris Rock was like, you, nah, man, y'all can't Chris really Rock be out here doing this it, shit. Like, okay but Chris Rock also had a mortgage at the time. So it was like, all right, that's what y'all going with? Fuck it, let's do it. 
Yeah. Like, because, I mean, obviously by the year 2000, Chris Rock's career is booming. He's He's been gone from SNL. And, uh, you know, he's he's been on HBO for a minute. And, I, I, you know, I, I don't have I don't have to look, look into look the, the story. story. I, I, I should. I should. <laughs> only, only, only so that we can have an in-depth conversation about it. But as soon as well, I read it, I was like, I hold on. It's on, like, it's on NBC. Like, what about all the other people? I'm not saying that Jimmy Fallon didn't, didn't wasn't wrong for doing it. But it's not like Jimmy Fallon did it and then released it. You know, like he he did it and put it like in a yearbook or like a it wasn't like a private picture. It was damn. It was it was on SNL. It was on TV. More people have to own up to that, not just him. No. <laughs> All I know is, I just looked at that picture. I didn't even, I didn't even want to click on the article. I was just like, oh, God. Yo, like yo, the, vice pre- the vice president, the prime minister <laughs> of Canada got like two, got like two separate, two separate incidents yo. of, yo, come on. He's got black you know, business, he was, he he's got a ladder. Come on. Something like that? Like some, yeah. Come I on. Yo, you know I my man you. comes Shout out every to, day? Yo. And does like a COVID nineteen <laughs> update. Yeah, he's like coherent. He's like uh, literate. The man looks good, and he speaks very eloquently. He's articulate. Like, I wouldn't mind him coming on every day, talking and giving me an update. Except we got, what do we got? We got fifty different updates. None of them, none of them make sense. None of them, no, nobody, like, like none of them match up. Everybody's got their own different agenda. And if we're lucky for entertainment purposes, we get this horse mm-hmm. Cheeto come out and maybe <laughs> yell at a reporter and say something stupid. And then he leaves very angrily. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, all right, all right. Uh, okay. <clears throat> that, that's it. That's what, that's what we get. So you get no type of, no type of like sensible, leadership whatsoever and then you know we got chaos i mean whatever people you know it is what it is um number nine on this is uh it says adopt uh intersectionality as yeah an approach to i all i aspects i agree with that because um taking it seriously because there's there's a situation where like um you'll have you know you'll and, and i have these conversations with my wife often we you know we'll talk about feminism right and the feminist movement, you know, 60s, 70s, Betty Friedan, the feminine mystique, you know, all these great warriors for women. But what about black women? What about Latino women? They weren't part of that movement. And so, and so being, and so yes, you're 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 disenfranchised as a woman, but you're not disenfranchised as much as a black woman or a Latino woman would be disenfranchised. You know what I'm saying? So it's like your experiences are different. Your experiences are very different. And so, yeah, I, um, I think, I think that, that that's something that definitely should be taken seriously because, yeah, man, like uh, it's, it's just not the same. It's just not the same. It, you know, you can, you know, if, if you're talking about, um, you know, homosexuality, if you're white and gay, your experiences are going to be different than if you're black and gay. You know what I'm saying? In fact, if 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 you're 
white and gay, you they might they might not even mm-hmm. give a damn about the gay because you gotta tell them you gay. That's once you disclose certain things, then it's like, oh, you gay? Nah, you ain't getting. You know what I'm saying? Like like that 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 wedding cake, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, we'll make the cake, but like, oh, it's for gay guys. No, we won't. Whereas black men, black women walk through the door. It yeah. could already be a no-no. The service is already different because you're black. Service is already different because your name is Ernesto. You know what I'm saying? You go, you go, you go in there and you don't say that your name is Saul. You go in <laughs> yeah, there and you say your name real. is Saul. Right there, that's, we're, we're we're getting different service. You know? <laughs> oh, bro, I trust me. I, you already you know, know the, the treatment. How how different the treatment is. Big difference. Versus I tell somebody if my name is Saul or if I tell them my name is Saul, and you know especially saying? on the phone, it's fantastic. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, and then the last one here, number ten that they have, uh, which to me is just as important as number five. I think number ten and number five go hand in hand. Um, what is it? Uh, yeah, but uh, but uh, yeah, but number 10 here says openly call out and reject any and all white privilege you witness or experience, and I think I th- that's what it is. I, I, you know, we need we need that to start happening in public places. Um, yeah, I, I mean, to even take it further. Not for nothing, man. And it's tough for me to say this because obviously, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I was not in that predicament. I don't even know what that would feel like to see something like that happen. But I don't know if I, I don't know if I could just stand by and let a cop do that. You know, I think all it takes is one person. Yeah. To kind of start that and just like, yo, bum rush him, get him off him. You know, there's like eight people, nine people. There's four cops. There's ten. One person, two per. Uh, yo, no, 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 no. Yeah, Not man. Everybody can stand for it. And, but you know, there's gonna be the clown cop that pulls out his gun. Yeah, man. And starts They're blasting. Their lives. That's the thing. So you know, you got to worry about that. But you, you know, can, can are, you know, can can one just stand by? You know what I mean? And 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 you know, you got it. You got to say something. You got to do something. You know what, what's that? What's that saying? That, like. uh Evil, what, what is it? Evil does good when when, yeah, when, when only good men, men when good like, men do nothing, stand, something like, do of nothing. the sort, and they let it prosper, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, it, oh it's, my goodness, it's sadly, yeah, man, that's that's how it is, because because even when 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 some some wild ish goes on. You know, and then um, let's say you know you over here like the cab. You know, you're you're, you're trying to you're trying to do something, and then you see a black person getting mistreated. You know, coming from you or from me, like yo, y'all need to stop. Doesn't mean the same. Unfortunately, that's just the society that we live in. You know, that's 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 why that's why this list exists. It's teaching people how to yeah. be allies. You know what I'm saying? It's teaching people how to be allies, man. Yeah, yo, and shout out, shout out to Edmund Burke. That's who it is. And uh, the quote says, "All that is necessary yeah. for the triumph of evil is that good men do nothing." And that, I mean, that's the truth. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, we can't, we can't stop. We can't just stand there 
And, you know, and we see these things happen and, and let them keep happening time and time again. Like, you know, you, you fake a child, <laughs> well, you used to anyways. I don't know about now. I don't have any kids. I don't know what people do. But, um, you know, you you spank a child, you know, and, 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 and you learn, he learns, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I don't want to get another ass whooping. Let me, let me do better. Like, is it at the point that we need to like these cops? Like, yo, we need to start giving cop ass whoopings period. And so they, like, you know, but that's the thing. Like how that, that now I'm crazy right now. I'm the angry black guy talking, you know, when when I say that, like, Oh no. or, Or, you know, I'm trying to start a riot or I don't care about the police. Like, it's not about that. You know, it's like the, these 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 good men are doing nothing. If there are the good men in the force out there, the cops, which there are, but, but I know that, there are. You said it. You said it right there. It's just you know, but they. It's because of situations around, like that. Yeah, you know, you'll 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 get people be like, nah, but there are good cops out there. Blah, blah, blah. I know there are, just like you said. But again, they're not doing anything. They're not holding. They're not holding anyone to task. They're not holding anyone to task. You have you have a situation where you have black and Latino cops who feel like if they say something, they're speaking up against their brothers. You know, and it's like, dang, yo. And 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 <laughs> you know, I made the joke about Serpico, but that's pretty much what it is, yo. You don't want to be that guy. You don't want I remember um you know how a lot you know, a lot of people talk trash about um the mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio. And I was saying a lot of people talk trash about the, the mayor of New York City, what Bill was de Blasio. That? Say that again? And um, the reason why is because, you know, he's still, you know, he has a black son. He's married to a black woman. His son used to rock that afro with a lot of pride. And so when when police brutality, when those things started happening, he stood up to that. You know what I mean? And he spoke out against it. And since then, he's been crippled by the, by the NYPD brass. Like, I remember at the came point when he was making a speech to the, the police force, and basically all the cops stood up and turned their backs to him. You know what I mean? Joe, uh, de Blasio, I was going to call him Joe, but it's Bill de Blasio. Well, hold on. Well, who did this? Yeah. But, but since then, you know, his... His really? relationship with NYPD has yeah. been very fraught. You know what I mean? And because of that, he's very crippled in New York City. And that's why so many people talk trash about him. Nobody wants to be that guy. <clears throat> Nobody wants to be a pariah, right? Nobody wants to hmm. walk into the precinct and then nobody wants to talk to him because he said that it was wrong that Lavador, which is my last name, which there was, it was wrong for Lavador to have shot that individual because you know what mm-hmm. that guy was an arm that guy was just a kid you know and but nobody wants to be that guy so they just live in fear man hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna close the segment out with this quote which I which is one of my favorite Martin Luther King Jr. quotes and I and I always say it and um we could probably tie it in the 10 and 5 and tie it in the, all the other ones too but uh, in the end, we will remember the words of our enemies. Um, I'm sorry. In the end, we will Pretty remember much. not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. And, uh, you know, that's that's 
you know, we, we got to do something about this, people. You know, we can't let uh, we can't let these things keep happening. I feel like every time something like this happens, I have a show on it or I say something, you know, we talk about it and then it keeps happening again. But um, I think uh, I don't know, man, it just feels like something something's different. Something's got to give this time around. That's that's I mean, it's just crazy. Um, to line things up real quick before we finish it out, uh, I just wanted to kind of get your yeah. quick thought on on like the sports coming back, you know, NBA or whatever they're saying. Do you know what's happening with that? I, I haven't really followed. All I know is sometime mid-July, they're, they're <laughs> going to come back. You know? Like Dame Lillard said, he doesn't want to play meaningless games. Uh I know, I know. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. has got Crohn's disease, so the medicine he's on uh, suppresses his immune system. So I don't know, you know, if he's even going to be a part of this. It looks like they're just, you know, no pun intended here, but jumping through a lot of hoops just to try to get the season started. You know what I mean? And I personally think, like, you know, if you're going through all this trouble and you can only have, certain, you know, some of their family now coming into this Disney bubble and Yada, yada, yada. Number one, I don't like it. It's not fair. Number two, it's we're going to start to see, if anything, especially with what this virus has done and shown us, we're going to start to see more of a divide between the haves and the have-nots because, you know, who decides that who gets to buy the ticket, who decides who's, uh, you know, who gets a reservation, who make, you know, through through whatever, you, you know, if you're, who's, who's, who's to say who's more important than who? Like, you know, if it's just it's just crazy. You know, this class divide is going to be wild once this thing starts. So that you know, that's a big well, part of it for me. Why I don't think I think that um, we should go back to it. The issue it's money, right? <laughs> well, that's why that's obvious because it's the TV contracts, and I hate that they. I hate that people are trying to spin this. This is this is my pet peeve about this. Be real about it. Let, you know, it's because it's a TV contract. Say it. Say it. it's because of money. Don't Only say give, give them the some American gift. people need sports. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't try to tell me. And and this is me, Ross. You know me. You know I'm a sport. Like, for me to say this, bro, for me to say, you know, I'm okay with no sports for the rest of the year until this thing blows over, it's, it, you know, it's crazy. Like, my head is blowing At the up. end when he found like, out that uh, he's a major. You know, what was it, the Clayton Bigsby skit when he took the hood off and Neil Brennan's, yes, Neil, yeah, Neil Brennan's head blows up. You know, what I mean? that's how I feel. Like, Saul just said, what? You know, and and I don't tell me, just don't spin it like we need it. It's for us. It's for the people. It's for uh, it's for morale. Like, not one single person has ever died Son. <laughs> because, a, you know, NBA was, was was not played. You get what I'm saying? Like not one single person died during the 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 ninety four lockout MLB strike baseball strike. Like I don't remember anyone dying. Like that wasn't the cause of death. Cause of death. Oh no, NBA season. Like don't tell me we need this. You know what I mean? Like I and I'm sorry I'm going off on a little tangent. I saw a, a I, I saw a a local sports uh, pundit uh, kind of quote and and what he said about this. And, you know, they're trying to say, like, oh, he goes off on this topic, pretty much says that, uh, you know, it's not it's not your right. It's your privilege 
to play American sport. America needs sports. <laughs> and I thought that was just the stupidest there shit I've heard anybody say in my life. There he is. Hands down. What do you mean? Like, it's not your right. It's your privilege. He's like tired of them arguing about contracts. Look, if I were the baseball players, if you saw that discrepancy, I'd say, no, I'm not playing. I don't care. I'm. This is the contract I signed. Because you know, if it was the owners or anybody else around, the other way around, they that, that's a contract they signed. They're sticking to that deal. You know what I mean? But because they look at the the, the players like they're they're replaceable, it's like yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's you know, stop spinning this. Like we need sports. We don't need. <laughs> I don't need it. I don't need it. I got HBO Max. HBO Max is the truth right now. That's that's exactly <laughs> where I was going. I got with mad you. shows. They don't need sports. Did you I'll see the okay numbers that the, the Last world. Dance did? Just give them something to hold them over, and they will be all right. I personally think, and I mean, you already hit it. You you hit the nail right on the head. It's about bread, bro. It's about money. It's like, yo, we got these TV contracts. We got to play this out. Listen, LeBron, listen, Dame, we're paying you this much. And the reason why we're able to pay you this much is because NB, at NBC, yo, <laughs> I'm still on Jordan. I'm still on, 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 on Jordan fumes right now. Yeah, it's right. because yeah, ESPN, you know though. the Walt Disney Company, ABC, ESPN paid us <laughs> this much. It's because TNT paid us this much to be able to have this on TV because they're expecting these these advertising dollars. And if if these games are not played, that's that's going to be a big problem for mm-hmm. us because now they're not going to make their bread and. Why would they want to sign with us again? Because they're like, yo, when you had a chance to come back, we, we even offered you, we even offered you a venue. Can you imagine, yo? Disney's like, yo, come play out here. <laughs> nah, they'll still say no. Could you imagine? Could you imagine 30 teams? All right. 400 grown ass men. All right. Like just all stuck and not grown like adults, like young yeah. men in their young 20s, teens, you know, late teens, young 20s, you know, late 20s, early 30s, like single dudes, you know, like, I mean, you're going to take them away from their homes, from their cities, you know, respective, you know, homes with cities, and you're going to put them yeah. in this Disney bubble, and you're going to expect them to just chill here, not get into any trouble, not do anything, like, and it's all of them here, you know, first off. Number two, you already know how lax this place is. People don't care about, you know, wearing masks or, you know, they're opening, they're going to open up Disney. People are like, oh, they'll open up Disney for them. They'll be fine. Then I'll go right back to my point. That's not fair for me. I'm yeah, a I was going to ask you. How come I can't get to go? I was going to ask you, yo, who's, who's guarding Rudy Gobert after his my diagnosis? My money's not as good as their money? You know what I'm saying? Because let's, let's face it. Yeah, it's not football, but it's still a contact sport. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, bro, it's 100% contact sport. And I don't, you know, whatever, man. These people, especially when you got people like, what is it, Lance Stevenson blowing in LeBron's face like we saw before. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Especially when we see all these guys, you know, getting up in their faces, nose to nose and whatever. Like, it needs, it needs we need it. We need a reality check. People are, are ridiculous. Like, you know, I had a friend tell me, oh, don't give us something to watch. All right, so yeah, what? We've been we'll, okay. be, we'll be all right without it. Like we will be okay without it, but 
I'm telling you, but when I heard this clown, it's a, cl- it's a clown, clown comment, comment fam. that he made makes you a clown in my book. That's a clown comment, bro. Because yeah, because it's like it's not your right, it's your privilege to play and we need you. America needs you. Like, no. <laughs> you know what? Maybe you need them because your job is depending on you to keep talking about it. Nothing's happening. Be honest I mean, about wrestling, it. Just wrestling opened back up. Like, that's you know the thing. And, you know, just let's UFC, be real. UFC opened back up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but they're wild. Say it. They're wild. Yeah, and, but they're, you know. And it's, it's not it's, as it's many not people who run the risk of yeah. getting infected. Yeah, it's it's. Oh, bro. Well, they all are. They a lot of them got infected. They just didn't say anything. If you read Let's up see. on like the WWE, a lot of these guys did get infected. They pre-taped a lot of shows. Not not a lot of shows are live anymore. Nah, yo, he, like they, it's it's crazy. But he will die on that hill. You know, but that's a whole other. That's a whole other issue. Yeah, it's a whole other issue. But you know, we don't need sports right now. It's all right. We need a vaccine. We need more. More, more, more. Yeah, for real. Just, like, we need more money. We need to pay our essential people more money. <laughs> we, we, there's a lot more other things we need other than yeah, straight up, NBA straight up. I mean, back up you know, because, HBO Max is you know, in the you, game. You Why are we worried like about watching NBA? Air. Man, let let the situation cool down. You know what I'm saying? Because again, you know, these people get in contact with other people who get in contact with other people who get in contact with other people, and the chain goes on and on and on. Yo, man, let this all die down. You know. I think though another fear would be what like are they gonna be like yo give me my money back exactly no I mean listen they, they I think everybody needs to stop being a businessman right now during this thing stop and realize like all right let's just pause everything we can pause everything yeah. they get back they, to it they, they, they raise the money prices. like the money is there to be made up trust me. You know what I mean? It will be there. Oh, dude, hand over fist, they're going to make money as soon as everything, you know, yeah. if you do everything right and people can come back inside the arenas and watch, you know, these games live. Like, it'd be wild. You're, you're an idiot to think that you're not going to make your money back. But the fact that you're fretting over this because no, I, number yeah. one, I feel like they're being pressured by the, by, by Trump and his, and his goons. You know what I mean? Like, just like saying, oh, we need sports on by these stupid I was about to say, man, like, you know oh, you don't, don't watch, watch no baseball, Trump. baseball. Bro, you didn't watch no sports anyway. I know you didn't watch anything. Yeah, get out of here. Like, none of them. Come on. You know, try to let them. Exactly, let them Twitter fingers. Pick Come them all on. up. I know baseball. you don't turn the channel to watch it. You're too busy tweeting. You know? So. Nah, it know, ain't over. Hold up. Whatever, hold man, up. But, hold up. Um. Cause, Man, you, cause you mentioned wrestling, yeah, right? Yeah, and you know, you know got, we, you we, dis- we discussed last what time trying to end things, you know, and with like a little with little fun facts, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and ask you, know, like, you had made a comment about Chris Jericho because of the whole. <laughs> Yo, he is. All right, Chris Jericho by far is probably one of the top. Top five heel, like All right, I mean, so, so, that I can remember so in top, wrestling right now. Give me a, my give, man me, give me, give me a, a off the AEW dome. Right give me a top now. five. Uh, 
Oh, I mean, Hollywood Hogan, when he turned, that was unprecedented. You know, that's wild. That was what you did. Nobody saw that coming. Um, oh, man, Teal. Who did I? Who did, who did I just hate? Yokozuna, obviously. For my age, that was another one. You know, because you're thinking, what Japanese guy? And you know, they that USS ship. With this whole, you know, fighting on the, no. on, the on the yo Lex on the, Luger the, became my he, hero uh, where he did that USS Bobby tanker, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It is. Oh my goodness, bro. <laughs> Wow. Yes. Um, man, who else was a good yo, know, the Brooklyn Brawler? <laughs> I'm, and obviously, I mean like yeah. Ric Flair, yeah. you know, was up there because he was, you know, he was the ultimate heel, I think. So I mean, those guys to me, just from my era, from what I remember, you know what I mean? We're we're just like, but Chris Jericho, man, he's Yo, AW is doing their thing right now. I'm a shout. I gotta shout them out because that is oh, that is one entertaining right. show. Even if the wrestling's not as good, it's just bro. Chris Yo, didn't, didn't Mike Tyson already yeah, punch Mike out Tyson Chris Jericho? Like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like ten years no. ago. Ten years ago in Yo, WWE, I'm gonna tell you, man. I'm gonna bro, give you some honorable mentions. Because you name like five but, dudes that yeah, I respect your choices. But come on. John Michaels? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give me. Give me. Give me yeah. what you got. Did you really? Shawn Yo, you love the Rockers. Yeah, the I, but I, I just hated them already. He's just, I hated them always. Oh. Nah, bro. Yo, broke my heart, really like Michaels. And then when he, and then when he broke when my he, heart, uh, I had never seen. Them through the, I, had, through the I was like, what, like eight, nine? I had Come never on, seen man. anything like that in my life. I was so hurt. I, yo, I'm serious. I had never seen a good guy turn into a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> yo, changed my life. <laughs> who knows who I could have yeah, been? Man. What it does psychologically to you? What about the Undertaker, <laughs> son? What? <laughs> what? Undertaker was never a heel. Undertaker was never was a heel. Okay, nah, okay. Man, I'm, I'm he a, wasn't a heel. It was just the Undertaker. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let that slide because we've been talking for a minute. But we're gonna have to revisit Not that. To what be, about Triple yeah, H? I don't know. I don't think it was a heel. Like <laughs> Yeah, I, I could see him being a heel, but yeah, I, he. See, but you know he's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. Top three he's doing that whack-ass bottle shit with the wall. So even when he went heel, I liked him. But he used to do that, he used to do yeah. that shit all the time on the basketball court. <laughs> Spitting the water out at the basketball court. He used to do that all the time, yo. At the basketball okay, court. So, so what about Kane? You think Kane was ever a heel? Oh, man. I mean, yeah, I guess Kane. I saw the shit, rock. You know, but to me, I, I think a lot of guys that talk shit. Yo, you know, come on, Kane, son. Kane when he, the rock. Yeah, I mean, I guess he was a you, but everybody liked him. That when he took over the nation. That that was that time. You know, that's where good. that's what that's when Bob was started cool. rocking those shirts. Yeah. By the way. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yo, that brother, that brother never, that brother never looked back. A five hundred dollar rock shirt. That brother never looked back, yo. Shout out, he's shout pro- out to he's Sabi probably he's that, probably laid up in some Versace sheets right now. 
Yeah, my man, my man had glasses. It used to do that too. Didn't even have nothing wrong with y'all the eyes. Glasses, had glasses on. Some sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, he bought those fake glasses. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, fake glasses were, you know, you yeah. gotta you gotta look intellectual, man. Talk <laughs> about it. Oh, you gotta look, you know, as all right, all right. I can let you all right. Now I can let you close it out. You know. Oh man. Yo, you know, it goes back to you know what I'm saying, my family, yeah. you know, uh, my beautiful wife. You, got any shout outs? you know what I mean? You know what? I'm gonna shout out your sister as well. Me and uh cause uh I know I know that I dra- I dragged her name through the mud in the last <laughs> and I was on. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I want I want my sister to know that I have nothing but love and respect for her. You know, or kill a cam to come to come and see me in these streets. Nah, nah, nah. I love him too. I love him too. But um, nah, man. You know, just just the you, wow, the, wow, the fam. Wow. Shout out to the fam. That's it, man. <laughs> you, brother. You know what I'm saying? Doing your thing, thing. Yeah, man. Uh, Yo. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. it you know what I'm saying? Just, I'll take it. This is like we're bringing we're bringing our <laughs> private conversations to the world. <laughs> well, I, I I I told Marv in the last podcast that we did that um I think it's important to have uh like I kind of yeah 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 name, like uh, the community. You know your community like interpreters almost. You know what I mean, like, it, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot going on, and I feel like a lot of people want to know, but I think a lot of the time it goes over their head because maybe they just don't yeah. understand. It, it's just not, you know, they don't understand the the terms that that it's being yeah. said on, almost, you know, kinda. And if they can hear somebody that sounds like them, that looks like them interpret what's being what's being said out there and kind of let them know hey this is what you kind of got to look out for if we can do any of that at least to, to at least even the, the smallest bit if anybody could get anything useful out of anything that that we say on here then you know then we're doing i think yeah. you know I'm, I'm happy i'm happy with it i just want people to know like you got to stay informed you know don't don't fall for the funk but um, yeah, man, with that being said, everybody uh, follow me on Saul's Life on Facebook. I got the page on there. Um, Solly D's on Twitter, uh, S-A-U-L-Y-D-E-E-Z, uh, and Saul underscore wall underscore on Instagram. Holler at your boy. Um, if anybody has any idea, or not, not anything, but if, if, if they think that they'd like to hear me and Ross and anybody else. Maybe word, cover word, word. Holler at your specific, boy, Saul. Yeah. You know how to get a hold of me. Um, or drop a comment out on that Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that that works. You know, it it, uh, it can be a little distracting music, at think, times. It's, like it's not our fault music. that uh, Anchor got some sweet beats. <laughs> so we'll do that. Yeah, sometimes I just. But shout out to sh- shout out to Gisela for that. Because. <laughs> Yeah, so we're gonna see how this one goes, and and hopefully the audio is a little bit better. Yeah, um, we should um we should post yeah, man, it guys, on, um, and, on and, a, and try on to remember page. those ten things that that we spoke about. Just try to be a better person. Try to be a better Ooh. human being. Peace. Yeah.